I was out at the Chargers scrimmage on Sunday, and it was Khalil Mack and the defense that stole the show. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons or seven seasons, but this is our sixth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast now, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen tonight. And if you to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from. So, I was out at the Chargers scrimmage, and it was a very one-sided scrimmage for sure with Khalil Mack and the defense dominating things. So we're going to start there in the offense. How much concern there is, especially with the backup tackles, because that's where kind of a lot of the problems you know, really came from. And also kind of talking about how they did figure some things out later on in the practice. And then some guys standing out like Mark Webb, kind of his first big plays of training camp so far. And also getting into Sebastian Joseph Day with some of those injuries kind of piling up on the defensive line there. But today's episode is brought to you, as you can tell, by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL and enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a white tech hat with any order. You won't <laughs> want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. So, David, first of all, shout out to Charger fans because it was packed out there at training camp for this scrimmage. I mean, I got there the same time I normally do to go to these practices and there was no space left in the bleachers my poor wife who was out there thank you to everyone who shouted me out and you know said what's up when i was out there it was great seeing everyone as always but david i mean we knew there was going to be players out at the beginning of practice quentin johnston right Rashawn slater joey bosa gerald everett out with a sickness we'll talk about that later on but it was really really evident quickly that Khalil Mack was kind of the best player on the field today when I was out there I mean he absolutely dominated things and it was a really really sluggish slow start for the Chargers offense yeah I mean that's what I saw too I mean just from a lot of the videos that were being pushed out a lot of the the comments I mean you did such a great job of chronicling what was going on and it yeah it seemed like it was very clear that Khalil Mack was having his way with whoever was lining up at tackle. I mean, it didn't really matter who it was. didn't matter what side he was on. Khalil Mack was making his presence very felt, and it was very uncomfortable. But, hey, this is a great learning experience. You're going up against a guy who was a member of the 2010s All-NFL team. So Khalil Mack showing everybody he's still got plenty of juice. Yeah, and I mean – if you're making all decades team, obviously that yeah. says a lot about how good you are, right? But I think in this practice, especially because you know backup left tackle today was in and Foster Sherrell, and then you, uh, right tackle you had some Trey Pipkins, but as they're ramping him up, I mean it's nice to see him back out there, obviously. Yes. But he only played a few drives, right? So a lot of times it was Austin Pleasance out there playing right tackle because the other backup tackle Zach Bailey is out with an undisclosed injury at this point. So it was. I mean, I, I posted at one point, like, we're getting close to double-digit sacks here for this Chargers defense. Ugh. I mean, it, yeah, it was that ugly. ugly. And I mean, it, I, I think in the first five offensive drives where they're moving the ball, you know, they're treating it like a, a game-type situation. Yeah. I think they had three first downs. <laughs> like, it was that bad. Like, they never Ugh. made it into the red zone a single time. They ended up breaking things up 
did some field goals with Cameron Dicker being perfect because he is perfect. And then, you know, had some more first team offensive reps after the special teams portion of it. But it was definitely the defense, the defensive front that really stood out the most. I mean, those tackles were getting abused by Khalil Mack. I had Khalil Mack with two sacks on the day. Also, multiple run stops, right? He was just everywhere, ripped was trying to rip the ball out from Austin Eckler at one point. But I do want to talk about Thule as well because, I mean, I think probably the second most impressive pass rusher when I was out there was their second-round pick, Thule Thule Pelotu, who really is going to be a big role more than likely this season. I mean, hopefully Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa stay on the field. We know that you can't guarantee that, and I think it was great because today was like, okay, we see him in action. We see him going full speed. He's making plays in the backfield. Two sacks at Sunday scrimmage. I mean, David, it was... Really good to kind of see a glimpse of what the Chargers edge rusher position looks like. I feel like Sunday was the first day we're really seeing that. And it, get, it just got to get you excited because after last season, you know how important it is to address that edge rusher position. You know yeah. that the Chargers had to go get somebody and they had to make it a priority. That priority turned into Tuli Tui Pelotu. And it seems by all accounts like he has the motor. He has the attitude. Um, he has the energy. Um, and, you know, according to Brandon Staley, he's a tone setter. He says he's a tone setter out there in the running game as well. He's got the quickness and the strong hands. He's instinctive. He's a sponge out there. So seems like this is a guy that you feel a little bit better about going up against the run and being a little bit more rugged against the run while also being able to provide some pass rush as well. I mean, Thule is one of those guys I cannot wait to watch in preseason. I am very much looking forward to seeing what he does uh, in the uh, preseason action. Yeah, that's the great thing about Thule, too, is that we know we'll see him in the preseason, right? Because there's going to be no Bosa, no Mac in the preseason if it goes the way it has the first two years under Brandon Staley. But we'll get to see him, and we'll get to see him kind of going full throttle. And, I mean, it's going to be such an important position. It ended up being Kyle Van Noy that had to, you know, take over the starting role last year. But Chris Rumpf is the guy that's there as the competition for Thule as that third edge rusher, that first guy off the bench if your two stars aren't out there. And I think that's going to be something we really see play itself out during the preseason, right, because almost sacks only get you so far. Chris Rump did have a sack on Sunday at the scrimmage as well. He had some very kind words said about him by Brandon Staley, who praised how much improvement he's made so far, but also just praised his work as a special teams player, something that will keep him on this roster at least this year and probably going forward as well. But both those guys making big plays. I mean, it was at least seven or eight sacks by this Chargers defense. And, and, you know, and that kind of leads you to think like, what should I be worried about the offense? You know, like, is it really just the defense looking this good? But it wasn't just the defensive line because I think one of the biggest things that the defense took away on Sunday that really made the biggest difference, you didn't see the big plays. I mean, there were really no explosive plays by the Chargers offense, and I think it was a a factor, you know, of a couple of different reasons. It was, first of all, the defensive line was obviously getting in there. But part of the reason that the defensive line had so many sacks, though, was because the coverage and the initial coverage downfield was really, really good. I mean, it was really connected on the back end. Sante Samuel Jr. was making plays out there. Michael Davis was making plays out there. Dean Leonard had one where he was going down the field with Mike Williams. Would have been kind of the jump start, I think, for the Chargers offense. It would have been like a 50-yard gain on the first play of one of their drives. Instead, Dean Leonard, right there in his hip pocket, finds a way to make a play on the football. And, I mean, that was the closest the Chargers really got all day to a big play. John Hightower, too. One big catch down the sideline, out of bounds. One big catch down the sideline on a broken play, both from Easton Stick, where it ended up getting called back by a penalty. So he was still showing out out there. But it was nice to see, okay, this Chargers defense that gave up 
so many explosive plays. If there's one big takeaway, I would say, besides just the pass rush, obviously being awesome, would be, yes, them staying connected, them kind of limiting those big plays that, you know, we really got excited for Kellen Moore about, you know? Right. Well, I mean, at, at its finest, like at, when, when this defense is performing how you want it to, it's expressed as, you know, I'm going to make you beat me by death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. I'm not going to allow you to get any of those big explosive plays, whether it's on the ground or through the air. I'm going to make it very difficult, very uncomfortable for you to make. I'm going to have to, I'm going to make you make perfect throws. Uh, I'm going to make you get yards after the catch. Like it, it's, this is what the defense is supposed to do. They want their pass rushers to get home. They want the coverage to stay tight and they want to limit those explosive plays. That is what this defense is at. You know, it's apex when it's at its best. That's what it looks like. So, I mean, at least from that perspective, Perspective. I mean, you have to be excited about that, and you have to hope that maybe this is the year that this defense really turns the corner and really kind of turns into the type of defense that all of this potential says that it should be. Yeah, and you have all the guys in the in the back end, I think, that make you feel better about it, all the young dudes making plays in the secondary like John Taylor, like Dean Leonard coming through today, Asante Samuel Jr. having you know probably his best camp, camp yeah, as a Chargers a player, right? And like... He's fighting for a starting rolling snaps on this defense. And it's just obviously you can't get too carried away. And there's injuries on the defensive line. It seems like competition is better, though, man. This training camp, right? I mean, it seems like it's at a different level. Yeah, and I mean, and it's not going up against Joe Lombardi's offense either, right? I mean, it's going up against a more complicated offense, right? A more diverse offense, and they're still playing really well. And you can't totally buy in at this point, but I'll tell you what. I mean, it's been a trend, right? This is a trend now over the last few days where it's been mostly defense that we're getting on here and talking about. So I think it's very fair to be concerned a little bit about this offense with a new offensive coordinator. But I think I'm not really concerned about the offense as a whole right now. But there are a couple of things that are very, very concerning, specifically the depth at tackle and just the fact the Chargers did not bring a veteran tackle to push guys like Foster Sorrell, to push guys like Austin Pleasants, who were saying his name for the first time today. So we're going to get into the offense, really, really getting off to a slow start, how concerned we are, but also really some silver lining. They had some very, very nice plays at the end of practice, which gave you just a little bit of hope. Okay, like it's just not just a fully, fully terrible day for the Chargers offense. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about my bird dogs. And the bird dogs, the best, best thing about them is obviously, did they make you look so much better than the normal shorts that you're going to wear? I mean, bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, I went through a lot of my life, especially in Southern California, wearing boxy Lego man-esque shorts. And now with my bird dogs, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get away with it again. I mean, whether you're golfing, whether you're swimming, whether you're hiking, whatever you're doing, Bird dogs are the best way to get out there and get active, and I absolutely love them. The built-in liner that saves you from having to get all bundled up or you know bungled up in your boxers. I mean, it's definitely something that is a game changer, and I know I'm loving everything I've gotten so far from Bird Dogs, especially my hat, especially my tumbler that I have as well. But Bird Dogs uses that anti-stick sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So make sure you guys go to birddogs.com slash NFL and enter the promo code LockdownNFL. For a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order, that's birddogs.com slash LockdownNFL. For that free Yeti-style tumbler or this white tech hat, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, <laughs> let's talk about this slop fest that we you know, saw on offense on Sunday from the Chargers. And thanks to everyone who's checking us out. We know it's late tonight, but hey, I live in San Diego. Came down from Costa Mesa. We appreciate you guys sticking around. And it was a good day to get out there. It was nice seeing all the fans out there as well, but it was 
really interesting to see the Chargers offense struggle that the way they did. And I think when you think back a couple of days ago, we were talking about, hey, offense win or defense wins this day. And you also had, you know, a, a bunch of different times where it just felt like the offense was good early. And we're like, yes, yeah. they're opening it up. They're going deep. That's kind of slowed down a little bit, David. And I think it is fair to wonder if this Chargers offense is kind of struggling to pick up Kellen Moore's offense, right? If Justin Herbert is doing the right things and the rest of the offense is kind of picking them up around him. Are you concerned with how badly the Chargers offense fared on Sunday? No, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm concerned with it. I mean, I think you're going to see struggles, uh, you know, on on occasion here in training camp. You're going to see days where the offense looks like they're world beaters, and you're going to see days like today where the, the defense really wins the day and makes it very, very difficult. The At least what you are seeing is you're having the offense win some, and you're having the defense win some. You're not seeing one side of the ball completely dominating throughout for a long stretch of time. Uh, you know period of time if that happens then yeah i think you you uh have a, a lot more cause for concern i think today it definitely took a little bit longer for them to get going than you probably would have liked but uh, am i overall concerned about the offense no i'm not i'm not concerned yeah i think as far as like when everyone's in there i'm not concerned at all and that's one big thing to take away is even how bad i've said the chargers defense was you have to keep in mind that they were missing Rashawn slater they only had trey pipkins out there for yeah, a couple offense. of drives yeah yeah offense and you have quentin johnston out and gerald everett out and this is kind yeah. of the first time you're looking at okay what does the offense look like if it's missing pieces so i think that's always going to be an adjustment for your team i mean you're going to have to figure it out with the guys you have out there i mean you probably need to be throwing the ball a little bit quicker if it's austin pleasance and foster sorrell oh out yeah there. maybe that's an adjustment that has to be made but i mean the defense was all over him but i do think more than anything today it was just sloppy there was a couple really bad penalties there was constant pressure on justin herbert and it's just been a trend recently that you'd like to see it kind of get going a little bit more offensively but at the same time the running game is really really hard to do in thud tempo right yeah. like Running game is something you can't fully or properly evaluate until guys are hitting the ground. So, like, every time Justin Herbert, you know, or Austin Eckler gets touched, he's down, whether he would have yeah. broken the tackle or End not. Of like, play, it's right? literally yeah. one hand touch right. out there a lot of these times. If, you know, guys are only getting one hand on them, they're blowing it dead. And the funny one, really, really funny part that was I posted that they did it. It was a third and one. They went for a quarterback sneak. But it's like everyone's afraid to touch Justin Herbert. So yeah, I thought like, that okay, was pretty yeah. hilarious. He picked, yeah. He, he picked up the first down, you know, the short yardage situational kind of gameplay is definitely picking up for the Chargers. But it's like, what are you supposed to do if you're a defensive lineman? Like, you're going to blast Herbert and push him nope. back? No chance. You're sure not. No chance. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the end of your practice if you do that, buddy. Totally. And I mean, I think the biggest thing that stood out offensively that does actually concern me is just this was our first chance at kind of more exposure to the backup tackles and more meaningful situations, right? Yeah. That being... Foster Swell, who worked with Duke Manyweather, had a really, really good offseason, one of the most improved guys at the O-line masterminds camp, according to him, which is great. He's working on his craft. I yeah. didn't think he was just straight awful. He was the better of the backup tackles. But still, when you have him and then Austin Pleasance, who was just getting beaten badly by Khalil Mack, as much as I'm not concerned about the overall offense, we know attrition is going to hit this team. We know the Chargers are going to have injuries, probably on their offensive line as well. Yeah. And this was, I think, a good glimpse of like, okay, well, maybe there should have been a veteran tackle coming in to try to push these guys, even if it's not, you know, a world beater. 
Yeah, and and honestly, right now, Daniel, it seems like there's a flurry of moves that have started to happen throughout the NFL. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. And it just seems like a lot of these teams are realizing, man, maybe I do have a deficiency that I need to fill, and maybe there is a couple of guys out there that I can sign that I feel I can improve my football team. I think right now is a lot of when those situations are happening, and hey, maybe the Chargers go and they evaluate the tape and they say, hmm, maybe I feel like I can upgrade my depth a little bit at tackle. Maybe I can go out there and bring somebody in to add some competition i think that um has definitely started to ratchet up and i think i wouldn't be surprised if the chargers look into making uh into that type of move if they feel like they need to yeah the one thing i did see was they did have brendan hymas playing a little bit of right tackle as well at the end of practice today they also did have jordan mcfadden playing some left tackle the other day as well yeah so they're trying different things but i think the biggest question comes down to this would you be willing to pull jamari sawyer and put him at right or left tackle if you needed to Right, because one thing they've really been consistent about is not mixing and sh- you know really shuffling yeah. the offensive line during the season. They yeah, seem minimal very, movement, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that he could do it, and he would be their best swing tackle option. We just don't know sure. how they would respond to that. Another thing is, is like we don't know if there's a guard behind him that they feel good and about to put in there. So yeah, I think it'll be great in the preseason to see Foster Sorrell a little bit more. Hopefully we get to see Zach Bailey, a guy that like whenever they're talking about him, they talk very highly of. Him. Yeah, for sure. They and I want to see why very highly of him. Right. That's yeah. One of the I reasons mean, they didn't me. bring in anyone. Right. Like, yeah, you're, you're showing a lot of confidence, whether you're saying it out loud or not, because you didn't bring anyone to compete with these guys. Trey Pipkins had injury issues all last season. Rashawn yeah. Slater missed most of the season last year. So, like, it showed itself on Sunday and you're hoping you're praying that it's not going to rear its ugly head. But you've yeah. got a little glimpse of that. And as much as overall. I love a lot of the things the offense has going on. That's one kind of problem area that, you know, hasn't been addressed yet. And we'll see what happens with it. But it wasn't all doom and gloom, David. The Chargers did find some success. The last move of the ball drive that they had as part of the scrimmage, they went down, scored a touchdown. Justin Herbert, two Keenan Allen offensive line held up well. Then you had red zone drills with Austin Eckler getting into the end zone. And we talked about that the other day. Chargers offense in the red zone, right? We actually saw some things kind of quicking. The interior of the offensive line was actually good. Got great push. Jamari Sawyer, Corlins, Zion Johnson. Love that combo. You yes. know, love that trio, I should say. And then, you know, to end the practice, two-minute drill, minute 33 left on the clock. No t- or one timeout, and they have to get or they're down by one point. They go down the field. Justin Herbert has a big scramble. Josh Palmer makes a ridiculous catch on the sideline against Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, tight coverage all day long. And then Trey McKitty, an unlikely hero, comes up with a big catch over the middle, gets them 15 yards when there was only 14 seconds going le- left going into that last play, and Cameron Dicker kicks the game-winning field goal. So it was nice to see the Chargers' first-team offense kind of put some things together and specifically kind of find some you know, moments of success in the red zone, somewhere we want, really wanted to see them kind of start to work things out. Yeah, definitely. And and also Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly were also were able to score touchdowns in the red zone as well on, on the ground. So so you like that. You know, you definitely appreciate that. And and Trey McKitty setting up a game winner. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> something that is uh, music to my ears uh, after, you know, some some very bad drops last year. So you, you got to hope that, you know, this is, you know, maybe some positive signs for him. But, yeah, you want more production. And one of the things that I liked that I that we saw a little bit in, in this uh, scrimmage as well on offense was 
Justin Herbert running with the football, scrambling and looking very fast and very athletic. That's something that I am very excited about seeing come back and be a part of this offense being another thing that the defenders have to worry about because last year he couldn't do it, but he's back and healthy now and it's going to be one of those weapons I expect him to deploy once again. Yeah, Josh Kelly was definitely the most explosive run of the day. Like I said, it's there. It's really hard to gauge the run game at this point. I'm excited to yeah. see kind of just how they run things and what it looks like in their first preseason game. But as far as the rest of the guys go, I mean, it, it was good to see that. I mean, Easton Stick and Max Duggan were running around, too. I mean, the Chargers have a very athletic group of quarterbacks, that's for sure. But as much as I'm not really concerned about the entire offense, there are some concerning just positions for this team specifically. And I think one of them now is the defensive line group, specifically the interior defensive line group with Sebastian Joseph Day out a while. That's what we heard, a while. We got a little bit of an update on that. But it was also, David, a little bit of a shift in the safety battle. Who is going to be that safety four for this team and make the roster? Mark Webb wants to throw his name in the ring, and Brandon Staley had some very complimentary things to say about him. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about FanDuel because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. This is a really cool thing they're going have going on right now because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. That means all you have to do is just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Right now, guys, it's already time to be betting on football and football is the best thing to bet on. I'm glad we get to talk about betting on football now because football season is basically back and you can use your bonus bets on spreads player props over unders and so much more i you know i'm always looking at the player awards justin herbert mvp how many yards will keenan allen have this season there's so much good stuff going over at fanduel so make sure you guys go check it out and make sure you visit fanduel.com locked on and start earning bonus bets with america's number one sportsbook that's fanduel.com locked on David, we did get to hear from Chargers head coach Brandon Staley after practice, and he gave a little bit of an update on Sebastian Joseph Day because the only thing we had really heard about it last time we talked to everyone, we didn't even know about it, but then we heard he's going to be out a while. And day-to-day with Brandon Staley can mean week-to-week. Week-to-week can mean month-to-month. A while is just an ambiguous word that I don't want to hear because when you have Sebastian Joseph Day out here, you know, posting Bible verses on social media, I mean, it's hard not to get a little worried about you know the severity of an injury especially in a time where they don't have to say it on a practice report they don't have to turn in an injury report before a game where they have to actually say who he is or you know do whatever but like it's also combined with the fact that Austin Johnson tore his ACL last year and he's still rehabbing and hasn't been back at the practice field yet participating in team drills Tito Abonia last year's fourth round pick had some positive moments we haven't seen him back he had a devastating knee injury as well now, David, you're maybe missing three of your top five-ish guys, maybe three of your top four guys potentially on that defensive line group. We talked about how deep it was, and we got to see a little bit more of those guys. This was a good first test. You know, the backup tackles got their first test. Didn't really look great. Hard to say that they passed that test. Then again, we have talked a lot about the competition, specifically on this defensive line group. So I don't know. I mean, quad contusion can be... You know, there's that's not a real timetable. It could be weeks, could be a couple months. We don't really know about that. But it, it was nice to see the rest of that kind of defensive line group rally around those guys and start making some plays in the scrimmage. Yeah, obviously, when you have another guy that is dealing with an injury on your defensive line, when you already have so many other guys that are trying to make their way back, yeah, it's definitely not what you want to hear. It's not what you want to see. It's uh, 
that's the, one of those position groups that's already looking like one one of the kind of the weaker units that's on the team. And so, yeah, at least, you know, in this scrimmage, you had some guys that were able to step up. Gerard Clark, I heard, was making some plays, the undrafted free agent. Also, uh, David Moe was making some plays. So there were some guys that were out there that was still, you know, providing, you know, some push in, in the middle of that defensive line unit. Yeah. And, like, this is the uh, like the bright side, right? The bright side is, is most of your top guys are away, so now you really get to see what you have out there. Exactly. You really get to evaluate and see who's going to be able to provide some, you know, quality play on your defensive line. I mean, that's a unit that deals with a ton of injuries anyway. So you need to see, you know, you got to have your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth options because, you know, uh, during the course of the season, you might have to get to those levels. And last year we saw the Chargers get absolutely decimated at two different positions, wide receiver and defensive tackle. Yeah. This year they've gone out of their way to bring in a ton of guys, I mean, in the wide receiver's case, probably way too many guys, right, at both of those positions. And yeah. another thing I've talked about in the everydayers probably know is just like, hey, stacking your practice squad is not a bad thing. Not at right? all. Having such good competition that you can get guys that you feel really, really good about on your practice squad instead of having, you know, Michael Bandy having to take important playoff reps or, you know, whoever that ends up being on the defensive yeah. line. That's huge. And and Nick Williams was getting a lot of reps in the starting defensive line group. You also had Scott Matlock, the rookie out there. David Moa got some starting reps. Christopher Hinton got some starting reps. So these are guys that are all going to be battling out ferociously during the preseason. And like right now, there's a good chance that a couple of those guys make the team. So, I mean, I yeah. think if you're sitting there as an undrafted free agent defensive tackle, you're like, this is my time, right? Exactly. And that's what it looked like on the scrimmage on Sunday. It looked like these dudes were hungry and ready, as Scott Matlock so elegantly put it, go and steal another grown man's job. And I think yeah. with the Chargers kind of reeling at that position, these guys have a great opportunity to do it. But David really just wants to know what this random sickness is that has, you know, half of the Chargers offense out because that was uh, – it, it's just hard whenever you see guys out, you always think the worst. But, I mean, at least in the case of Rashawn Slater, Quentin Johnson, Joey Bosa, Gerald Everett, it's just a sickness, which is a about as big as it gets. sickness. What in, in God's green earth is that, Brandon Staley? What is a right. football sickness? Can you please expand upon that? Can we figure out what that is? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that is, that's crazy. It's very strange to have that many guys out with a quote-unquote sickness. So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that they need to get under control or we're going to have to start quarantining some right. guys. I mean, we're getting up close to the, the season here. We don't need anybody missing any kind of significant time. At least that's, you know, one of the good things. It's still a long time to go before we play any meaningful football. Well, and, I mean, it's, it's also important to remember that, okay, it's these guys, these big, big names yeah. are out there. They're staying yes. healthy. For the most part, the problem's working. A lot of guys are banged up and nicked up, but, like, these guys will be back. It's all yeah. good. And they aren't going to be playing in the preseason. So no. getting to this point, you know, with all those guys still in the mix, I think is something to be very happy about. It is. Definitely. I do want to kind of point out one more player who really stood out there, and that was Mark Webb because he made one of the biggest plays of practice. He got a pick six off of Easton Stick, and that's noteworthy just because we know the charge will be keeping on their safety roster this year. Loey Gilman, Derwin James, and JT Woods, and obviously not in that order. But the fourth safety spot is very much up for grabs. We haven't really seen anything out of A.J. Finley. He didn't get a ton of run on the defense at the scrimmage on Sunday. So that was kind of interesting. But we know it's probably between right now, Mark Webb and Raheem Lane, potentially, you know, A.J. Finley gets in there. But this was kind of the first time that Mark Webb, a guy who's been around for a couple of seasons, a seventh round pick in Brandon Staley's first year, has kind of made a statement on one of these practices. 
Yeah, a guy who, I mean, by all accounts, it has all of the kind of traits that you're looking for. A, a guy who is really, like really kind of the true definition of a defensive back. A guy who can really just do a little bit of everything. A guy you yeah. could probably put on the outside as a corner. A guy that you can put back as a safety. And Brandon Staley spoke very, you know, like very highly on him. He said he's a guy, a guy that's been really focused from the springtime to now. So what we've seen is more consistency in his assignments. He's always had the ability, we think, and he's the right guy to be coaching. He also said the passing game has never been one of Mark's issues. You find out about what young safeties and uh, uh, you find out about young safeties when they have to tackle. We'll find out next week. He's athletic and he's versatile. So I mean, that's, that's just it right there. I that's mean, that's telling. Brandon Staley saying, "Hey, we already know this guy. You know, can can act against the pass. We, like we know he's got instincts for that." but we need to see what he can do as a tackler against the run. So it seems like this is another guy who has some tackling questions that need to be answered in the preseason. And, you know, you, there's probably five different dudes in the Chargers oh, secondary definitely. that you could probably say the same thing about, but that was very telling, right? And, and this yeah. is a guy that hasn't really made any kind of impact as a specific player or as a defensive player. But I did think one thing that Staley said that stood out, I think that really bodes well for Mark Webb's chances of making this roster, saying that Ryan Ficken said that he's made a big jump in special teams. Mm -hmm. That's how, the easiest way for him to get on this roster. Oh, definitely. And if he's making big strides there, if Ryan Ficken likes you, you're doing something right, and that's a very, yeah. very good sign. Shout out to Alohi Gilman, who also had an interception off of Justin Herbert off a ball that hit a receiver's hands and bounced into a K9 defender's too? waiting Didn't arms. K-9 get an interception as well? I don't know. I don't or was that the maybe. previous practice? No, maybe, I don't know. I don't think it was K-9 on this one. But there was, I mean, it was a wild, packed house. So I yeah. could not see everything, admittedly. No, but for sure. Very good day by the Chargers defense. Chargers offense, let's see them get some of their guys back, you know, and we can start kind of evaluating that a little bit better because we'll see. I still have time to see them. At some of these practices coming up. But that's going to do it for us today. The Everydayers know we'll be back with you guys Monday through Friday, as we always are. So we'll be back with you guys probably Tuesday early in the morning, recapping all of the latest Chargers news. And we'll be back with you guys to recap every practice here on the Locked On Chargers podcast. But to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find us on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD and the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But everydayers, we appreciate you. Salute to everyone who stayed up and listened to this live show recapping the Chargers scrimmage on Sunday. We will be back with you guys tomorrow-ish. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.